What's going on and welcome to the Ragers show. Y'all know how we do it, man. It's Ray. We talk about wagers. We talk about sports betting, fantasy football, man. We make money and we talk Broncos. We are powered by Orange Weekly, your best source of Broncos content. And we are also powered by the Pigskin Podcast Network. Just like each and every week, I'm riding here with my co-pilot, J-Rock. Jared, what's going on, bro? That feels good. We're heading into uh, the first real challenge of the of the season, I think, and uh, I'm ready for it. Yeah, Dub, what is it? Opening day 2.0 is what I've heard some folks dubbing it. 3-0 Broncos, of course. We got Baltimore coming to town, and we are going to break it down left, right, man. We're going to talk about how we can make some money. And just in case, if you're wondering if we're any good at this, 11-5 on the season. We'll break down our picks from last week, and we're going to break down our picks for this week. But you know what time it is, right, Jared? Is it uh is it beer 30? Beer 30. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews and Broncos news. So week four, we got the Baltimore Ravens coming to town. Jared, what you got for us this week, brother? Well, as we know, week four of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with our DraftKings Sportsbook. It's the official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly if they bet $1 on any football game. Now listen up, you're not going to want to miss this. Man, can you believe it? We have made it, folks. DraftKings here in the house. You want to head over to the DraftKings app right now, and if you place a bet of $1 this week in week four, you get $150 instantly. And guess what, man? If you're like Jared, and you don't even live in a town or a place where sports betting is legal yet because it's taken over the world, don't forget that DraftKings still has huge cash prizes that are up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy football contest. Hey, and this is simple, man. Listen, we we last week on, on our Twitter feed, we put out a DraftKings pick for you guys that was available right before the game. I'm serious right now. Go to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code TPPN, and you will receive that $150 in free bets once you place $1. And don't worry, we got you covered this week with tons and tons of winners. You must be 21 or older in New York, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum deposit of $5. You must wait your $1 this week, man. Hey, Jared, we've made it, man. DraftKings is on our back. The TPPN Network, bro. How's it feel, man? Hey, it feels good. Just I, You know what? David did this last week, and he got his $150, $25 uh, bets. Just make sure you use that po- promo code TPPN when you download that DraftKings Sportsbook app. All right, Jared. So we're week three. We're week four. Yep. We're three and zero. Oh. Are you buying the Broncos right now? Are you selling the Broncos? Are you somewhere in the middle? How you feeling right now at three and zero? My orange goggles are buying everything that the Broncos are selling, and I mean that figuratively and literally. I just bought a bunch of stuff from the store. <laughs> I <laughs> I am buying everything the Broncos are selling. I am ready for this game, and I think it's this is the time that we could prove the haters wrong. Uh, everybody talk about oh everybody we've beat or it's zero and nine. I'm ready to go out to play uh, an AFC championship caliber uh, yeah. team and, and and take the W. Yeah, and you know it's interesting. Prior to the season starting, right? You know uh, we talked about the first three games. We knew that we had to win the games. I'm listen. I'm not going to pick on the Broncos for taking care of business. I'm not going to dub them you know Super Bowl contenders or anything crazy like that right now. 
In fact, I think that the uh, ESPN uh, Football Power Index still has the Broncos as the fourth team in the AFC West on that power index despite being 3-0. So we're going to put all that stuff to the side. But I will tell you this. Looking ahead at this week, I would have never imagined that the Broncos were an even favorite or even point spread. You see it at minus one in some books. You see it at plus one in some books. You see it at even right now against the Baltimore Ravens in week four at the start of the season. So I think that tells you two things. One, the Broncos are playing pretty damn good football. And two, the Ravens may not actually be playing as good a football as we think as we start to break down the tape and see some games. They could Ravens could easily be 0-3 at this point in time. Justin Tucker gets they, they get convert a fourth fourth and 19. Justin Tucker doinks in the longest field goal in NFL history and a botched series of, of timeouts by Andy Reid and the and the Chief and the Chiefs lose to the Ravens. So it, it's an interesting Ravens team that's coming to town. But despite what you believe about the Broncos, despite what you believe about the Ravens, Vegas says this is going to be an even game on this neutral field, man. Jared, how do you see this happening this week? So it's it's really it's really back and forth. And and, and my, my concern right now is the injuries. And I, I'm going to talk injuries on both sides of the field. Yeah. On the Broncos side, we lost our, you know, our guy that we put a lot of faith in, especially last week, KJ Hamler, to yeah, just a, an unreal uh, injury. It looks like he's definitely going to be out for the season, uh, if not a little bit longer, which is unfortunate for that. And we'll probably get into this. Who's going to take over that role? Who's going to take over that slot role? Uh, we'll probably get into that here in a minute. But the other thing that I'm really interested in here is um, on the defensive side for the Ravens, they're actually bringing back um, a couple guys who are on the COVID, uh, the COVID uh, re- and yeah. IR list. Um, on their offensive side, they're bringing back Rashad Bateman and Miles Boykin. Um, so those are, those are going to be, uh, you know, big, big returners for them that they, they were missing last week. And I I think that's, we have to keep, um, uh, keep that in the back of our, including, sorry, on the defensive side, uh, outside linebacker, Justin Houston, and then their defensive tackles, uh, Brandon Williams and Madubiuke, who is actually playing very, very well as a defense tackle. The only one that's not still in the league. I mean, he's like 100 years old, man. (laughs) He is. He is, and but they also have, um, you know, on that defensive front, uh, our our old friend uh, is not going to be back. The Wolf, yeah, wolf. Derek Wolf. Yeah, yeah. Derek Wolf is not going to be playing against us this week. So that's a that's a that's a nice one to have uh, <laughs> to not be playing against. Yeah, so the totally. injury front's just so unreal. At week four, I didn't think it'd be at this point. And we're at least we're playing a team that's probably equal on the injury front that we're thinking about the Broncos as we're pretty beat up here, man. And Jared, you alluded to last week, right? We had KJ Hamler. We were all in on KJ Hamler. We had him at over 27.5 yards and a touchdown. Um, he catches his first ball for 28 yards. He drops a ball, uh, th- those goes up for that big ball, comes down and just destroys his knee. So I thought KJ Hamler was going to have a huge game again, three and three last week. And if you're following us on Twitter, we posted a play right before the game for uh, plus 125 odds that cashed super easy. So just keep that in mind as you're following along as lines come available on Sunday morning. All right, Ravens, we're breaking them down now. We're going to start what we what, with what we always start with. And and really, if, correct me if I'm wrong here, Jared, here's what I see. I see Lamar Jackson, who is probably one of the most dynamic top five type of players, 99 Madden rating on, on, on Madden. You know what I'm saying? Just one of the most dynamic players in the entire NFL. We have a run game in the Ravens that has taken quite some time to get going. So we sort of have their strength on the offensive side playing against our strength on the defensive side. But on the other side of the ball, I see a Ravens defense that is terrible. 
I mean, we don't necessarily think about the Ravens defense as a terrible defense, but man, they're giving up like 32 points a game. So how do you see our matchups, just unit versus unit? How do you see that breaking down for us this week, Jared? Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, they're, they they look awful on paper. Just remember that they also played the Chiefs, who have another prolific offense. Sure. That Lions game, they were missing a lot of guys on that defensive line. Again, you know, there's a lot of things that you have to play into here. But I definitely see us taking advantage of their secondary. Their secondary has been taken advantage of by every team that they've played, and they haven't had the injuries on that yeah. side. So that is one thing that we're going to have to take advantage of. Their front seven their front four uh, is very strong. And again, this goes back to kind of what I said last week um, against the Jets in their front four. If we can get to the second level, I think we have a very, very good chance. Patrick Queen, a, a fan of mine during his uh, draft class, I wanted the Broncos to go get him. He's not playing very well right sure. now. So his matchups, and again, as we get into it, his matchups against tight ends, depending on what they do against our tight ends, is going to be very, very interesting to watch for this game. Yeah, totally. And and I, we're going to get to the tight end spot here as we start to answer that question on who's our number three target that we're going to see this weekend. And, and you're going to hear a familiar face again today that Ray is going to double down on. And I, I, I'm borderline saying I'm about to guarantee a line this upcoming <laughs> week. So starting from, and, and I guess, Jared, you mentioned one thing about the strength. One thing that happened last week that I was very surprised about was that the Jets' defense, really their strength was their front seven in the run stopping. And the Broncos attacked that strength with the run game. And I, you know, I think the game got sure out did. of hand pretty early. And that's what we saw to continue. We expected Bridgewater, I think, to to deliver a little bit more in the pass game, but he just went ahead and attacked that run game. And it was just, it was over. But let's start on the outside, work our way in. Think about that wide receiver crew against the DBs. How do you think this plays out? Yeah, again, I, I like I like our looks. Uh, you know, uh Patrick and Sutton, we go back to mom or dad at this point, right? Who we, who we yeah. go into to ask for the candy, right? Uh, mom or dad. And, and honestly, Marlon Humphreys and um, Anthony Everett, I mean, they, they're out there in Marlon Humphreys. You know, decent corner has been playing okay this year. I, I don't see him matching up perfectly against our receivers. And, I, you know, we mentioned this every single week. It's going to be a hard to find a defensive yeah. crew who's going to. Um, Tim Patrick has still not dropped a ball that was catchable thrown his way. Uh, and and you and know he, what? Didn't drop on all of last season. He was and, he or no all of last season. season. Yeah, he has no drops in two years already. So you know, knock on wood on that. And then you saw what Cortland Sutton could do. Even looking at him, he didn't even feel look a hundred percent last week, and he still had just amazing stat lines. You know, that's that's an easy easy look. I think our outside guys are going to have a heyday uh, with this secondary. So so. I agree, you know, and again, you're right. We 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 doubled. We took kind of took uh we took we took away from we took Hamler last week. I, I I like Timmy Patrick slightly better this week if we're looking at the lines right now. Sutton at 61 yards, Timmy Patrick at 49.5 yards. I like Timmy Patrick just slightly better, and we're gonna break down a, another indication that we see in the lines that I love to exploit each and every week. Who's our number three target? Like if we're let's just say Sutton and T, Timmy P or Mommy and Daddy one and two. How does it go? Who do we? Who's gonna catch the third most balls this week? We we know that answer, Ray. Don't don't play me. We know what that answer. Do? Noah Mother Effin Fan is going to Fant, be baby. our man. Noah Fan, I totally agree. And what's that? What's that tight end looking like? Tight end line 
linebacker, strong safeties, free safety sort of matchup. How's that looking right now against the Ravens? Absolutely amazing. Um, pass pass coverage grade for both their linebackers is in the in the low thirties. Uh, 30 exactly uh, for, for Patrick Queen, 29.4 coverage grade for the linebackers. Look, and that's using PFF, which has been wrong before, but they cannot cover linebackers. The only Very other cool. option they have is to bring down Chuck Clark um, as from their strong safety. But again, we have two safeties, or we have two tight ends that they're going to need to cover, and we're going to be able to spread the ball out. Teddy Two Gloves, I have 100% faith that he's going to be able to find the open receiver, and Noah Fant knows how to get open. So this is totally. the matchup to exploit if I'm the Denver Broncos. I, I could not agree more. Let's go to the running back room, and I'm going to ask you a quirky question here, Jared. Of the two running backs, which again, you know, I think Javante Williams has a slight edge here as far as sort of our number one down back. But I'm going to ask you a question, not from the running side, but from the pass catching side, and I'll get Ooh. to the reason why here in a second. Of Williams and Gordon, who is the better pass catcher? Who is the better option in the check down screen game? I I look, I like Javante Williams, and this is why. For personal opinion, and, and you saw it last week, I think he had 33 yards uh receiving last week. I think he caught a couple balls, 33 yards receiving. Um he can break tackles in open field a lot quicker and a lot better. He can break tackles in open field, and that and that's the big thing. Um, you know, we, when you have Melvin Gordon, who is quick, he's he's speedy, he can get to the outside open field. I love him in the open field too, um, but I liked Javante Williams. I, and and honestly, what it comes down to from the Broncos' standpoint, again, they're playing that same thing. Both of those guys are going out there; they're going to call the game. But you know, if if Javante Williams is in there, you have a little bit more option for hey, let's run a screen to him and let's see if he can get yeah. that that extra three yards on a third and short or on a second and medium, uh, you know, where he could fight for those extra yards. Yeah, my thought process here as I'm breaking down this game, in the first two weeks of the NFL season, Teddy Two Gloves had nine nine different pass catchers, right? You know, each running back caught a couple balls, every tight end in the room, a couple of fans came on the field, and I think a water boy caught a ball in that first (laughs) You know, everybody's catching the ball. I think Teddy Two Gloves showed that again last week, six different targets, six different receivers in the first half of last week. Jared, you're a football coach. It doesn't matter what age level you're playing with. At, starting at high school, you know the, one of the fastest ways to slow down the blitz is screens. The screen game, and I, I think we, we we sort of stayed away from the receiving last week. Um, I don't see a line for Javante Williams receiving yards right now. Again, OW Ragers, follow us on Twitter. I'm going to post some crap on Sunday morning that's going to cash. So you want to be a part of that. But I see Gordon's at 10 and a half yards. I, I think that's a great line again for Gordon. I think with one reception, he could easily be over 10 and a half yards. And I think he was a two catch guy last week, if I recall correctly, um, as I'm pulling up the lines. I think both of the running backs had a couple of balls thrown their way last week. So I, I, I see that happening this week again. All right, let's break it down. We're going to start at the top. Teddy Bridgewater, 243 yards passing. And his over-under on touchdowns is 1.5 passing touchdowns. We took Teddy Bridgewater at about 240 yards last week. He ended with like 238, was super annoying. Um, But where do you like Teddy Bridgewater? Is he going to go over that 243 this week? And is he going to go over that 1.5 touching pass downs? I think yes on the over on yards. I'm not 100% sure on the passing touchdowns, and I'll, I'll leave that one up to you. You're the betting man, and you yeah. can see the numbers here. I I like his over on the, on the, the throwing yards because – he almost got, I think he what, 219 last week? He only needed 30 more yards. No, I think 
I think he ended like 230 because there was a late oh. like, play right at the end of the game that got like a screen pass that scored it out. It was he was short like nine yards. So and that was a game that we had handed handily the whole time. Like there was no point in that game where we needed to throw the ball, and he still was almost able to make that. I like that I like that line over because I do think this is gonna be a closer game and we're gonna Agreed. need to throw the ball. Uh, so I like that line a lot. I'm also I'm also all over the Teddy Bridgewater over this week again. The first two weeks, two ninety three hundred, and the first two weeks he he should have covered it last week if it wasn't going to be a complete and utter blowout. Um, uh, and you can see that they called the dogs off first drive of the third quarter. They had called the dogs off, and he he was almost there. I like it a lot. I think you're right, Jared. It's a close game. We're going to be in the game, and if we're a little bit behind, that not good for Broncos country. Good for the Teddy Bridgewater bet. This is a perfect place that I like to bet. I'm taking over two forty three as well. I think we're going to see how that plays out this week. The, the, the challenge with the touchdowns is who the hell is going to catch them. And I think Sutton and Patrick are, um, are are viable targets. I think Fant might find his way into the end zone again this week. Last week, it was all about the running backs getting in. Right. The only advantage here, though, is this is the first time that I've seen that line drop down to about normal odds. So normally what we're seeing is from Bridgewater is two touchdowns is like minus 160, minus 180. So you're paying that juice Right now, I'm seeing at minus 105 on DraftKings. I think that that has some value. It entices me. They're saying now it's a coin flip if he's going to get the two touchdowns or not. I think you take it or leave it. It's up to you on how you're feeling on the weekend. You know, I might sprinkle in. Let me let, as I think about it. Um, I might sprinkle it in. Running backs, rushing yards. Javante Williams, 47.5. Gordon, 42.5. Again, I like to think of it as a collective. What we're saying here is that the Broncos are going to rush for 90 yards, over under 90 yards as the as the joint two-headed monster. And I think if you're saying to yourself, yes, we're going to get over 90 yards, I think then that's when we want to tease out who's going to get the, the bulk the lion's share. Jared, do the do the Broncos rush for more than 90 yards between the two running backs on Sunday? I think we do. Uh, I do. I think we have such a good – and, you know – but buying into the orange goggles, uh, yeah. buying into what the Broncos are selling, like we were talking about at the beginning, I have I have faith that we can get over ninety yards on the ground between the two of them because um, we're moving the ball so much better this year than we have in years past. Sure. And in the last three games, we have been very very equal across the board runs and passes. Uh, I think that we we give them you know their fourteen touches a piece, their twelve yep. touches a piece, yep. and we get we get that ninety yards, whether it's a grind or one breakout. I and, and Jerry, we walk through the the two the two linemen. I, I believe we have one doubtful and one probable. Is that right? So I think Glasgow's yeah. supposed to Glasgow's doubtful and Riser supposed to play. Yeah, Glasgow's out. Uh, he's officially been ruled as out for this game. So uh, his his replacement last week is uh, Natane Muti, who came in and played very well. I think he let up one he's a good run blocker. Yeah, he's a good run blocker, right? And his pass block game was a little bit iffy. There was a couple times he kind of let somebody through, but you know he got thrown into the game. Um, and then, but Dalton Reisner is questionable. He's still questionable. That's a line that I've been watching very very closely through the, as I go through the weekend. Um, if he is out, we have another rookie going in. Right. Um, the gut, right? We got the gut going in. Yeah, so uh, and, and he played okay when he stepped in for Reisner last week. Again, um, that's another big, big issue. If we have two of our guards out, it's going to be yeah. very difficult to get that run game going. Totally, and so that's where my hesitation is right now. And I think you and I both are on the same page. I think Williams gets the lion's share if Reisner plays. I think Williams over forty-seven point five is a viable, viable play. I think he can certainly do that for you, Gordon. Again, at forty-two point five yards, um, 
if you're looking at fantasy, I, I think Williams is your RB2 and your Gordon is like, I don't have a running back and I'm desperate. He's probably on your waiver wire right now. You can probably pick him up unless you play with us. Like when we play with Kevin Dandino and he has all the Broncos on his team. <laughs> uh, we don't, we can't pick up Gordon, but in your fantasy league, I think he's a viable option. I would wait to see what Rice, what happens to Reisner. If he's out, I'm staying away from the running back room on the run game. Again, pass game, I'm super interested in. Gordon is over 10.5 yards. I think that that's viable. And once we still see Williams' line come in, if it's in the teens, I'm taking over on Williams' line as well as we go through that. All right, pass catchers. Sutton, 61.5 yards, projected to have 4.5 catches. Uh, I think that that's a – I'm going to stay away from Sutton. I, I know it. I, 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 y'all might be calling me a Sutton hater out there. But here's where – again, this is where I like to look at this tease of these couple of lines. If you look at the catches, and remember, when Vegas sets their odds – they're going to move that juice to accommodate the difference so that way they're basically breaking even on all these lines here. So 3.5 catches for Fant, 3.5 catches for Patrick, and both of them are juiced like you wouldn't believe. Fant's up to 165, minus 165. Patrick is at minus 180, which means that the likelihood of them going over that 3.5 and getting to that four catches is really good. So Fant's at 37.5 yards. I've said it at the start of the year. I'm, I'm not changing it. If Fant is in the 30s, we are hammering Fant without a question, without a doubt. Slam it, sign, seal, deliver. I basically guarantee this Fant line Ooh. this week at 37.5 yards. That is disrespectful for Fant. Um, and he's got to be our third best. He's got to be our third target this week. So I think I believe in Fant there again. Patrick at 49.5 yards, Jared. I think you alluded to it. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on Patrick. We missed him a couple weeks ago. I also like Patrick at 49.5 better than I like Sutton at 61.5 yards. What do you think on those couple lines there, Jared? Yeah, I love it. I love Patrick. Uh, you know, I've always been a huge Tim Patrick fan. Again, that that not dropping a ball thrown to him, I think that's super important. And it depends on how the Ravens a- attack this. Mm-hmm. game on their defense if they if they're looking at the film from last week they're gonna try to throw someone over the top of Cortland Sutton because yeah. Cortland Sutton had a heyday if they look at the week before uh they're gonna try to throw someone over top of Tim Patrick because Tim Patrick had a heyday the week before right. I don't think I, I think these guys can be equally played and the fact that Tim Patrick is not getting the 58 yards that Cortland Sutton is is is, is uh Probably something that we could take advantage of. Totally. And again, remember, these are this is the betting public. So this is where the lines come into play. So sometimes here locally, we have a little bit of a better pulse. And I think Patrick is the guy. And by the way, I know John Elway, I know you're listening. And, and, George, <laughs> and I know y'all listen to the podcast. Make sure you guys are you guys got plenty of time as you're driving to work. Sign Tim Patrick right flipping yes. now. Get him under contract, dude. Just pay him wide receiver two money. Three years, 15 million, 12 million guarantee. Sign that dude up and just be done with the wide receiver room for the foreseeable future. I think a four-headed monster between Sutton, Patrick, Judy, and Hamler could be the most dynamic wide receiver core for the next five years. What are you thinking? Just sign that guy up. He's Mr. Reliable. Get him signed right now. All right, let's go to the game. The game is interesting to me. Again, Broncos... um, I, I, at the beginning of the season, I would have bet they would have been a four or five point dog right now. Again, depending on what line you're looking at, you might find the Ravens at minus one. You might find them at an even push between the two games. You might find the Broncos at minus one in some cases here. We give the home team three points. So basically what they're saying is on a neutral field, the Ravens would beat the Broncos by four. That's what the spread is right now. 
Minus one for the Ravens, plus one for the Broncos. Do the Broncos win on Sunday um, at 2.25 at Empower Field? At Empower Field is the important part there. I think we take the win at home. I really do. I fully believe that this is a win. And and this is, again, the first kind of big challenge. And <clears throat> it's going to be our first look at whether or not Teddy Bridgewater can lead our offense to a, a win. If we, have to, if we have to have a game-winning drive, can he do it? And I think he has proven... Uh, his his uh, football IQ has proven that he can. I have faith in it. I think the Broncos pull away with a win at home and go 4-0. Gosh, you know, I, you're, you're speaking my language. You're speaking what I'm thinking. I, I'm not going to take the line. I think I'm just going to stay away from the game line at this point in time. I think just, just to get a feel for the game, sometimes it makes it a little bit less interesting. Broncos are one of three teams this year to cover the spread on every single game so far this year. So not only are they 3-0, and they're 3-0 and in the spread, and including a double-digit spread, the largest spread last week. And power field, Teddy two gloves, banged up Ravens. Oh, man, I want to convince myself to take them so bad. I'm just going to sit back, enjoy a couple of cold brews, cash these other tickets, and watch the Broncos win stress-free on that part of it. The line that is interesting to me, though, is the game line is 44 is the over-under in that game. And I think if you ask me, we have the Broncos got the third best scoring defense or, you know, they they allow the, the, the least amount of points. Right? I think they're like allowing eight points to their opponents, but we're talking about not formidable opponents in any case. I think this game airs on the side of a shootout more than it airs on the side of a defensive game, if you ask me. I like over 44 points this week. And in fact, if you are in your teasers, if you like setting up your teasers, teasing that 44 down to 38 feels like a no doubt. Add it into your teasers this weekend. I'm going to take over 44 points this week. I think that the Broncos, I I, I see this game being like a 28-24, you know, a 31-24-27 type of a game this week. I don't know who comes out on top, but I think we see some fireworks. I think we have a hell of a game this week, Jared. And a point to that, too, is that the Ravens have hit their over on total points in two of their three games. And the only one they didn't was this last week when they won 19-17 to 17 yeah. on the on the game-winning, uh, you know, record-breaking field goal from Justin Tucker at the end of the I game. know, and everybody keeps talking about that. The Really, the Lions fucked it up because it was fourth and 19 right before that right. field goal. And they allowed that to happen. And I don't think the Broncos would allow something like that to happen. So, hey, man, I I... I I think you've nailed it. Bronco country. We have not been this excited for a Bronco game in God knows how long. I think our analysis is spot on. I like the over. I think it's a coin flip type of a game. I think Vegas has the line just right. If you like the Broncos this week, I don't, I wouldn't blame you if you put some money on them at this point in time. I like over 44. We think Teddy two gloves is going to have a day at two forty-three. What you got Jared? Hey, Ray, I was going to, you know, you always quiz me and ask me questions. It's time for me to ask you a couple. I got some lines I'm, I'm keeping an eye on. I want to hear your uh, your yeah, expertise on a couple of these. Yeah. I'm Analysis first, and then I'll ask you the question. So two interceptions to the Chiefs, or two interceptions to the Raiders, one interception to the Chiefs, none, or one to the Lions, I think. Uh, Lamar Jackson has only not thrown an interception in one game so far this week. Over under .5 interceptions for Lamar Jackson against this Denver defense and this Denver secondary. Oh, gosh. It depends to me on how we believe the gameplay is going to go. Because if you look at the games that Lamar Jackson has played in against, again, against some formidable opponents, and I think I might have said Cowboys earlier. I believe he played the, they played the Raiders in week one. 
Raiders um, week not, one. Not yep. the Cowboys. Uh, uh, another crappy team. So I, that's why I just got shit teams confused there between the Cowboys and the Raiders. <laughs> um, I mean, Lamar Jackson was pressing that entire time. I mean, he was pressing in week one. He was pressing in week two. He's pressing in week three. I, I think against this secondary, against a little bit of a pass rush, I think Lamar Jackson throws a pick this week. That would be my guess this week. And again, I bet the game gets a little bit out of hand. The Ravens want to run the ball down somebody's throat. That's what they are built to do. They just haven't had been able to do that this year so far because they've had to play a little bit of a loose and a wild deal. Um, if it's any sort of positive juice, I would take over 0.5 interceptions for Lamar Jackson. Now, so the question, that second question I got for you here is total combined field goal yardages over 125. That is the weekly special on DraftKings uh, right now. Uh, over 125 total yards on field goal. That's these are the interesting ones. I like these to look at. Like these are the fun ones. You kind of have to like calculate. Like all right, so if he gets a 30 yarder, then he gets a 25 yarder. Yeah. Gosh, so the question is, is is the Ben don't break mentality? I mean, we have the the question is whether or not the field goal kickers can make the kicks. I mean, you have Justin Tucker and you have Brandon McManus, probably top two or three of the top two of the yeah. I know you call it top three or four kickers in the entire NFL, and so. 125 yards, divide that by four. You need to average about a 33 yards per kick. I like that one, man. That's a good gem <laughs> there, Jared. Yeah. You know, I think, um, you know, I think the tendency of our of our offenses and our defenses is a, a bend-don't-break mentality. I, there, there's no hesitation to kick anything in the 50s by both of the, the uh, coaches. So as you cross midfield, I think the field goal game opens wide open. Over 125 yards. We're taking that, baby. That's not out of range. Over 125 yards combined field goal yards. We love that one. There we go. Great call there, Jared. So, again, if we get four field goals in, I think that that covers pretty easily on that line right there because I think both those guys – I mean, anything anything under 50 is automatic for both those dudes right there. So, we'll take that. So, love it. Jared coming in hot, man. We're going to – I don't know what – Jared – Jared – Jay Rocker. Jay Rocker. Jay Rocker. We'll come – we're going to put that on black. We're going to take those, Jared. I love that. All right. So, hey, man, like always, thanks for chiming in with us, man. We love hanging out with you all, talking sports, talking sports betting. Hit that like button, subscribe button, send these podcasts to your friend. We are Orange Weekly again. Best Broncos content around. Don't matter what day of the week, don't matter how you want to take your news, we got it for you. We like uh, Teddy Two Gloves over 243. We like the over. We're going to monitor the running back room, check our Twitter feed. We're going to take Fant over 37.5, Jimmy Patrick over 49.5, and we're going to take over 125 combined field goal yardage. That is a Jared special, man. It is going to be a great week. I cannot wait. The energy in Denver right now is insane, Jared. Anything left for the people, Jared? I think there's only one thing to finish this off with, Ray. Hey, go Go Broncos. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news.